about cookies in your mouth? Oh, I was just saying, I feel like nobody ever acknowledges, like, when just food gunk gets you in your teeth. And it's like, exactly what specifically it's with the worst. Oreos, mm-hmm. Cheez-Its, mm-hmm. Um, what else? Anything cheesy. Like, have you had a Baker's Burger or Quesadilla? Yeah. Pulled pork. Yeah, true. I, I can't stand shredded beef when it gets in your teeth. Mm-hmm. It's so good until it gets in your teeth. I feel like I feel gross because I'm like I'll sit there and pick it out of my teeth and I'm like, does anyone else do this? Am I the only one that's like I got fucking cheese at gunk in my teeth again? Like, and it's not like you think, okay, I'll drink some water, and then you're like, it's fucking still in there. So you try and swish it around, and even that like doesn't get it off, and you feel like you have to go brush your teeth to get that shit out of there. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just one of those the things. Same that, way you're like super. I just feel like no one ever talks about that. Like that's that's some real shit, you guys. Like you feel free to talk to me about that. <laughs> the same way, like when you go to the dentist for like two weeks afterwards, like I'm I'm going hard on these teeth. I'm gonna yeah. keep these fuckers up, and then like six months rolls by, you're like, what happened? Because <laughs> I'm already at the point where I stopped flossing like a month ago. I was like, ah, I'll, I'll floss again a month before my di- my disappointment. Yeah, I always have this thing where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start flossing, and I'll I'll just do it every day for a week, and then it'll be programmed in my head that I should do it every day, and then I I won't I'll, miss a day. I'll tell you this. I'll I, do it for four days, and then then I stop. I'm Uncle Jimmy. Are you ready for this? No, um, that's only something me and you'll get. But uh, a month before I went to the dentist this last time, because remember I had like a weird uh, crack in my back tooth or whatever. I was like, I'm just gonna floss, and I went back and like, wow, you've been flossing for a while now, haven't you? I was yeah. like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> you just made one really good floss job, and it's like mm, we're good. You basically just have to floss long enough so that your gums don't bleed when you floss, which yeah. is about a month of like hardcore flossing, and then they're like, wow, this, wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nailed it. They're like, wow, this guy really fucking pisses me off. He don't really pisses me off. <laughs> He's in. Uh, we floss for a month. <laughs> uh, Owen Wilson's gonna in the new movie it looks pretty decent with uh, the dude from Ed Helms um, from The Office. It's called like Bastards or something like that. What's that about? Like uh, their mom. Like basically, like the the joke in the trailer is that Ed Helms became a prostate like a. Uh, doctor because his dad died of prostate cancer and then it turns out that's not even the real dad he's like so i went through like 10 years of medical school for someone that wasn't even my real father he's like i'm fingering men's assholes on a regular basis for someone that wasn't my dad (laughs) and it's him and owen wilson they're trying to track down their dad and all that and it's very like charlie day's mom where like every time they meet someone like man your mom was a whore (laughs) (laughs) it just it looks pretty good it looks like one of those like Low budget like indie <coughs> Netflix comedies, but those are actually really good. Like I don't know if you've seen like the the um the one with um uh I, I, want, I almost said Jason today Jason Siegel and um I think the dude from The Office actually like their brothers Ed Helms again. Is it no? But it's no, just it's a, they're like red they're like white trash essentially. There's the one too. Um, I totally forgot which one I was thinking of. <laughs> I, there was another one I was... Oh, Mike Birbiglia uh, has a movie out this year that's like a super mm-hmm. low-budget, just like comedy about a bunch of people. I think they, I think it's about like uh, like up-and-coming comedians yeah. trying to make it in New York. Isn't that uh, the one you were talking about? It's like, j- don't something? Um, I can't remember. Don't hesitate just or... Something. Uh, just hesitate. I can... <laughs> just do it. Thank hey, you. look it up. But I heard it's really good. Don't you forget about me. Is it 90% on Rotten Tomatoes? Mm-hmm. Um, that Mel Gibson movie has like a really good rating. I mean, Jordan or no, the Hacksaw mean, Ridge. No, no, that one has a really oh, good rating. Bloodfather? Yeah, that has a, like a high ass rating on the, all the review places. Me and Jacob watched the trailer. Like, I don't know, it just didn't do anything. It for looks me. like a Liam Neeson movie. Yeah, which is you know that's fine. Like I like Liam Neeson. But don't think Neeson. twice. Yeah, don't think twice. I knew it was don't something. Like, don't think twice sounds like a Liam Neeson movie. Because I think that's like one of the. It also sounds like either a James Bond movie or like an old um, 
Kind of like Vertigo or the birds. You only like, live twice? Don't yeah. think twice. I can hear like the <coughs> crackle in your voice. I know. Holy shit. It has, 100 per- it has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Wow, that's weird. We also need to watch that um, Harold from America or something like that. Or uh, the one with the black kid who goes to Germany with uh, his dad, Craig Robinson. Oh, yeah. That looks like a good one. Morris from America? Yeah, Morris. Uh, <coughs> it was something like that. Uh, that one looks really good. It's got also got really good reviews. Mm-hmm. So I'm down to watch both Dude, this has been an amazing year for movies. You're right. Like, I, like when you... like. I totally forget about like like the witch came out this year too because it came out in, in January or February and that was a fucking great that is movie. A movie. Everybody either fucking loves or hates. Dude, that why does everybody hate it? It was so fucking metal. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like it's just nothing. It's because it's not. It's like it's not that it's not scary, but it's like nothing happens for a very long time, and then you just like sucked into like this. Isn't the world of character kind of one of those things. Yeah, it's they a do, slow burn. It's definitely a slow burn, but like I just feel like the payoff. I don't know. It was very atmospheric. It, it felt like just like super original. Like there's just, I haven't seen anything like that in a long time. And the guy that directed it, I'm like, even if people don't like that, I feel like that whatever he makes next is going to be a big deal. I think, you know? Yeah. The same way, like I'm super excited to see that one. Uh, I don't, I never can pronounce his name. The same thing with like inner R2 or whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. His next movie, and then the dude that's making Blade Runner, like he's. I was gonna say that's another guy, that Denis Villeneuve guy. It's yeah, like could not have he. That. Um, he I only know how to say that because that your movie sucks. guy does videos on him a lot, but um, when when I saw Prisoners, I was like, wow, this is one of the best movies. Like it, it reminded me of Zodiac, and Did not just because Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. Watch what? Prisoners. Uh, the Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman movie. Yeah. No. We, well, should, we one. definitely should watch that. I have it on Blu-ray. That's a movie that's not, it's like, it would say it's a slow bird, but it, like it just grips you so much the entire movie that it doesn't feel boring. If you like Zodiac or like Silence of the Lambs or Ooh. like... It bums me out that there's no more Zodiacs once you've seen it. Yeah, there's very few movies that are like that. That mm-hmm. are like, it's like a really dark cop movie. Like Mother's Dirty like Harry is kind of like that, but not... It's even, the Dirty Harry is even, the, the first one anyway, is like based on the Zodiac killing. So like that's interesting too, just for that perspective. But like... It's not. It doesn't have like the. I will say I went on like a Clint Eastwood binge, and I that was the only ones I didn't get to because by the time I because he's in so many movies and directed so many movies, I kind of was just burnt out after a while. He's one of those guys too, yeah. That did like he had like five different careers in one. When you think about it, like he was a famous western star, a famous cop guy. He was a famous director. Mm-hmm. He was a famous war hero person. He too, was like, a because like you could say westerns are like war movies, but like he, he like Dad's favorite movie is like the. Um, Kelly's where Eagles Dare. Dare. Oh, yeah. The Searchers, Where Eagles Dare. and uh, I was going to say Kelly's Heroes is another one that he and, likes. Uh, Once Upon a Time in America. <coughs> fucking great movie. Yeah. Um, he was on. also mayor of uh, Carmel by the Not city, anymore. Which, well, he was, though. So I'm just yeah. saying, like, he any was. one of those things would be enough for one lifetime, and he did all That's of those. That's another actor where I'm like, he's going to go pretty soon, and it's going to devastate me. Yeah. He's in his 80s now, right? I think he's 82 or something. Jesus. He's, like, super health he's, conscious. He's a long career to be H. Yeah. Him and Kurt Russell, like the two little Julian. I think Stephen King for you, probably. And uh, John Carpenter for me will be a big... Uh, it's sad, yeah, when you think about... Well, like when Wes Craven died, it was like... It was more sad that no one cared. It's like you don't... you don't That really bothered me. Even less me. people will care when Carpenter dies, too, which is sad. You don't... It's like I don't know that guy, you know, in real life, so I, I shouldn't feel sad about it, but it's like... I, I legitimately would sit around and think about, oh, one of these days Wes Craven's going to... Because he was another guy that had, like, a bunch of, like, massive hits and, like, would go away for a couple of years and do something if big there's again. there's a horror movie that's been remade, uh, chances are there's a one in three chance that it was something he directed originally. 
Because it's like, okay, the first, you know, first thing you made was Last House on the Left, which has been remade, remade and that's a that was the a Hills big have eyes, that was like a huge deal when it came out. Yeah, then Hills Have Eyes, I think, was after that. And then, I mean, he he did a bunch of crap early on, but then he did Nightmare on Elm Street, which obviously was a huge deal. And then it's like he did a bunch of like cool stuff, but nothing that made a lot of money. And then he made Scream, so it's like, you know, that was a franchise that was four movies and a TV show. One thing I found interesting about him is like he felt guilty whenever like a serial killer or someone would use something from one of his movies. Like, did you ever hear that quote when the um, the French guy remade The Hills Have Eyes? Like, instead of them uh, having a dog, he wanted them to have a cat and have the cannibals put it in a blender and all that. Ooh. And uh, he's like, no, you can't do that. Like, Wes Craven said that to him because he produced it. And he's like, why not? He's like, because someone will actually do it. Like, <laughs> and, like, he's he was basically saying, like, he carries, like, a weight with him or before he passed away. That, like, some people, like, the Hills Have Eyes actually happened. That uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, like, people were murdering people in their sleep. is like, not, like, obviously in their dreams, but <laughs> that kind of shit. It's like, if you ever see interviews of him, um, he takes it really seriously. I and mean, yeah. his movies sometimes, they, it, but it's the same thing with John Carpenter. But, like, sometimes his movies... They're, they don't, like, it doesn't all make sense, kind of. It's just, like, it's a lot more, like, emotion than logic, you know? It's going to sound pretentious, but I think it's one of those things where it's, like, the audience either doesn't understand what they're trying to say or wasn't, like, aware of what they were trying to say. Like, it wasn't politically conscious. Well, like, a, a, per- like a perfect real, like, example. Most political movies are all horror movies. Like, li- like what, what do you think The Purge is about? Like, they yeah. clearly the, the Purge election year was, like, oh, Trump's going to become president. And it literally said, let's make America. Well, uh, that goes all the way back to, like, Dracula, the novel. It was about STDs and, and foreigners coming to England. Like, it's, yeah, that's a, I, I told, uh, it's a rich tradition of, like, scaring people about things you don't want to happen, you know? Exactly. I told Rick from work, because he was talking about the thing with me. I was like, you know it's about AIDS, right? And he's like, no. And I was like, yeah, like, he remade it because it was, like, like it's really aware, self-aware of itself. Oh, the thing? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, okay. I mean, it's not about AIDS. It's about well, because the but it's no, about, but like, the entire the, the body horror. The like, idea is that it's like you don't know. So is the fly too. Who's possessed by the alien? Yeah, that it's. I it there's a reason why like body horror only really existed in the eighties. It's because people were like the finding out that terrible things can happen to your body that we didn't know could happen yet. Yeah. Well, like it's either so like horror movies that I've found based off of interviews with other people and just kind of like looking at them is like. It's either about wars that are going on or, like, viruses or, like, political drama. Because, like, look at uh, when we had the West Nile virus, Cabin Fever came out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like... Well, the I remember I had, I had a film teacher who was really awesome, and he was explaining that, like... He's like, when you think about it, um, after Saw came out, there was that whole torture porn genre that just stuck around for a long time. Like, well, that was all during the Iraq War, and we were talking about, like, waterboarding, and, like, torture was, like, on TV all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. it became, like, something mainstream America had to discuss, so suddenly now it's in the movie. This is plural. Yeah. And, well, and, like, uh, around the same time Metal Gear Solid 3 comes out, and, like, it's mentioned a lot that like ocelot's like amazing at torturing people and i'm like, I'm yeah. like oh okay there you go it's definitely like of its time like it tra- i'm trying to think like right now that seems to be like we're kind of getting out of this phase but for the longest time it was that um like paranormal activity uh found footage style horror movies and i think that's like a reflection of like the youtube age where it's like everybody that whole like 15 minutes of fame everybody wants to be on camera all the time now so it's like you make a you almost make a movie that's a found footage movie to, to point out like how that's destructive and shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, you shouldn't be filming this. You should be running for your life and shit. Mm-hmm. It's also just a cheap, a super cheap way to make a movie and make a lot of money off of it. So there's that too. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of curious to see where we go from there. Cause I feel like, <clears throat> um, 
James Wan really is like the only guy who's making horror movies that I think are worth a damn right now. And he and he like makes like three movies a year sometimes. <laughs> like that's fucking crazy. And not only makes he makes like big budget movies like yeah, Furious, which are like seven. And how many? Well, also the the horror movies he makes are are like genuinely like big budget movies, which like, is they don't do year, that anymore. Did, like, the you know? Conjuring two, Annabelle, and um, <laughs> well, he didn't direct Annabelle, but I mean, well, I mean, he produced it, but he even talked like he's like Guillermo del Toro, where he's like on set like making sure everything's good. Mm. Well, Insidious 2, I think, came out the same year as The Conjuring, if I remember. Like the, and it was also Your Next came out, came out that year. Insidious 2 was, like I think, four or five months before The Conjuring. But yeah, I remember going to see both of those. I remember going to see The Conjuring first, and then I was like, oh yeah, uh, Insidious 2 is still coming out. Mm-hmm. Which, that's an underrated sequel, too. Like, it manages to, like... Go in a different direction, but also still be a good movie. And like, and then like, it makes it's like Nightmare on Elm Street. Those movies, the sequels, those movies are great. I don't care who, like, people like want to talk shit on that. Like, but when you compare that to people don't even realize that like the Jason everybody knows and loves wasn't even from the first movie. Yeah, well, that's an example. I was gonna say like you look at Jason or like Hellraiser and those or like Chucky. Those movies, the character like it changes in every movie, but there's no rhyme or reason to it. When you look at the. like as a whole, the Nightmare on Elm Street series, for the most part, if you take out part two and uh, part six and part seven, uh, the they all kind of fit like this one long cohesive narrative of like this guy who's like a like a boogeyman that just shows up every so often and then like people again, fight him on, off and then he comes back again. On AIDS, technically, well, not like a, a fully on AIDS, but like a about like. Well, okay, if you look at the fact that that uh, Freddy Krueger was a child molester and then, like, the town, like, went vigilante and killed him and then now he, like, goes into the children's dreams where they can't uh, stop him. It's it's probably got something to do with, like, and I would would be curious, like, uh, how, like... Very I was gonna say it's, it's kind of probably got something to do with like the like Catholic priests molesting kids and stuff, and I'm like, I wonder if that timeline lines up. It might not. When was Spotlight? When was that movie take place? Well, that's 70s? like that's like late '90s, I think. Oh, really? I haven't seen yet, so so maybe not. I don't know, but like, there's definitely this idea well, of like, like a predatory like somebody is coming. Like, first of all, he's, a, he's literally a child molester. It's not even like they're they're hinting at like, oh, isn't that dark? It's no, he's he was a child My molester. My point with all that is it's very big brothery of like Jason's everywhere at the same time freddy krueger's everywhere and then like you have it's almost like a censorship a censorship person where like they're coming into like the virgin never dies in those movies but uh-huh. it's, like because they didn't have sex well yeah that's the morally the wrong. overall message of those was like if you don't do drugs and don't have premarital sex uh and what was going on at the time heavy censorship like the, exp- the yeah. explicit content didn't come out until uh nancy reagan so. that's the funny thing too is like a lot of those movies have like hardcore christian values at the at their core which is like yeah which who's who's the ones actually protesting them which is funny yeah I, I, other than James Wan, I think that I, I'm curious to see what the dude that uh, you're next. Pardon me, you're ne- well. Adam Wingard, guess, but um, he's doing uh, the Adam Wingard's doing Death Note now, and apparently it's going to be like super, super dark and shit. and shit. I'm like, okay, I, I'll. Uh, the only reason I'll watch it is I don't even really care about Death Note is because he's he's working on it. Like that guy's that and the dude really that made interesting. It follows. I'm I'm curious to see. What yeah, yeah. Next. Okay, that's a good one. I don't remember his name, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, because he was obviously a horror fan because he was talking about how, like, it was inspired by Nightmare on Elm Street, so it makes me wonder, well, is it his next movie going to be a horror movie? Yeah, because it's like a force that you can't stop kind of thing. <clears throat> um, but also, like, I thought it was funny that, like, Quentin Tarantino was like, I don't like that movie, and he was, like, going off about it, and then he's like, 
how about we get a beer? We talk yeah. over, like, not like a fight, but he's like, I legitimately, I'm a fan of yours. Well, I was going to say, because that's what I would do, too. Like, if, if someone if someone <laughs> who's, like, your hero is just like, oh, I didn't really care for this, and you wrote it, I wouldn't, I'd be like, oh, man, I'd love to know what you thought about it, you know? Like, yeah. Because you look at Especially that as, like, a chance like to improve. Quentin Tarantino. Like, yeah, because... Everybody wants to be friends with him. Regardless Except of how Disney. you feel about Quentin Tarantino's, like, output on his, like, movies and stuff, he definitely knows about movies. Like, you can't argue the fact that he knows about other people's movies, at least. Same thing with, like, Edgar Wright. Like, He's, like, a good critic. Criticism, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know what they're doing. Yeah. Which also, like, I can't stress enough, I wish I knew what his Ant-Man would have been. Yeah, same. That's really disappointing when you what think about, like... What is he making like, next? Is he even doing anything right now? He's doing a movie called Baby Driver with uh, Jamie Fox. And I don't really, it's, I don't really know what it's about to be honest. But is it like, look who's talking, <laughs> but driving a car? I, it's supposed to be an action movie, and I, I think he's like driving a baby around or something. I don't know. I really don't know. But it's a yeah. I'm curious to see it because that that guy's interesting. Hmm. I, I also I really enjoyed. It was kind of a horror movie in, in certain uh, a body horror movie too. Was uh, Neon Demon was really good. Yeah. That movie stuck with me for like a month afterwards. Same thing with Green Room. Same thing with uh, Everybody Wants Some. It was a good Telling year. you, yeah, it was a good year for movies. Yeah, I liked Zootopia was another one I really liked. Um, the uh, food movie, uh, Sausage, Sausage Party, Party uh, was like a, a, a really good movie. Like I really liked that one. Um, Neighbors 2, we talk about all the time, was really good. For some reason, I, when we had watched it, I thought that was already out on DVD and everybody forgot about it. Like It's coming out on DVD like tomorrow. Yeah. Like So we were like uh, pretty meta with that, I guess, on the timing like that. Again, uh, what, I talked to this girl at work, and she's like, oh, Mike and Dave, is like, I couldn't stop laughing, and I thought Neighbors 2 was okay, and I was like, oh, so this movie's going to be really good, and I kind of hyped it up for me, and I was like, we watched uh, that, and I was like, dude, Neighbors 2 is just so well written. That Mike and Dave movie was kind of like, I don't know, it just wasn't that great. Like, it was, uh, so much of it was... it was targeted for us. So much of it was just improv, though, and it's like, I like all of the people in that movie, and, and it just, I don't know, it was okay, it just wasn't, it didn't feel... Like, I know we keep hyping up Neighbors 2, but it's like, when you compare it to Neighbors 2, Neighbors 2 had, like, a real story going on and, like, characters and shit. Real, like, four real stories. Yeah, like... Everybody's moving on. Yeah. It had jokes that were, like, written around premises and not just, like, okay, they're all on it. Also, I, I can't identify with... And, and this is fucked up. Again, it brings back to Neighbors, because, like, well, I, that's a movie I can identify with. In, the, in Mike and Dave Needs Wedding Dates, it's two rich dudes who don't have real jobs... Who their parents who support them? Have like a five thousand dollar a month apartment in yeah, the city, and they sell like um, like specialty liquor for a living, well, but like, like only to make cash on the side. Like, let's look at the opening of that movie real quick. Like, I mean, <laughs> I'm not spoiling; it's a comedy. Uh, like they're in a bar trying to sell their tequila, and I'm like, oh, these dudes probably are living at home with their parents. Like, it would have been funnier if that was the case. I yeah, but I honestly thought it was gonna be like these guys are trying to hustle their way into like some money, like because that's relatable. That's like, oh, Especially, I can cheer for these guys. Like stepbrothers, kind of. Like, yeah. Especially since they're like, yeah, fuck yeah, we, we sold you. And then immediately cut back to them walking into their apartment where there's iPads aplenty, Apple computers aplenty. Yeah, and then, like, huge apartment, huge too. Huge TV, like I said. Easily, and they're in the city. Like, they are clearly in the city. Like, that's a $5,000 a month apartment on top of all the shit. Well, then, have. and it's like, we... They, their parents are like, we need you, you guys, you guys always come to our, our gigantic extravaganzas, these like, and they show this like professionally edited video, which pissed me off because like that doesn't make any sense in the narrative of that story. Yeah. And they're like, here's what happened at 4th of July. And it shows like them destroying everything. And then it like cuts to other people's reactions on that video. It's like, well, what do they have? Four different cameramen? That doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. The only one that was really funny was them killing their grandpa. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, 
I just I, little things like that. Just I don't know. It really it started to add up after a while. Where I was like, this movie's kind of lame. It just felt like, like I can't relate to you going on a Hawaiian vacation. Yeah, I, where I've your parents paid for everything. It's also when you think about it, dude. The crux of that movie, like the the their their main problem at the heart of that movie is like, oh, we need to find respectable wedding dates because we always ruin our parents' expensive parties that they throw, and they throw one for every minor holiday. Yeah, and if you think about it, that movie doesn't really need to exist because like they ruin the wedding anyway, and like you you ruin the wedding or you don't, the wedding's gone over. Like it happened, so like they never have to worry about another wedding or a party. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, there's really no no problem. Whereas like Neighbors Two, it's like Zac Efron's character has a problem. He's like, I'm 27 and I'm working at Abercrombie and Fitch. Yeah. Like that's such a well written joke and like pathetic <clears throat> sadness where he's like, when did people start getting so young in retail? And everyone's like, ooh. Yeah. See, and it feels like a throwaway line in the movie, but like. It adds so much character to, like, when you see him, like, living in their house and, like, living in his car and shit and just struggling to make it. You're like, oh, yeah, he got fired from his... Some of the funniest lines in that movie, I feel like, uh, are overlooked, too. Like, the scene where the girls finally kick him out through the long group text or whatever, and he's like, I sold my 401k to be here. And she's like, what is that? He's like, I don't know now. Like, it was something that he would have known in the future when he got it. Yeah. Like, that's such a genius joke. That But also, I love that, okay, whoever wrote that was smart because it's like, that's how people talk now. Like, you'll have a room full of people and you're all texting each other about, like, half of the room of the other people that are in the room. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, whoever did that is fucking smart because that happens in real life and it's funny. Yeah. But everybody sees that and you can go like, oh, I've done that before. I identify with that. something awkward's happening at a party and you text a person who's literally maybe six feet away from you and you're like, uh-oh. And then they're like, oh. See, and then the other the other end of that is when you look at like a comedy like The the Hangover where it's just so over the top. It's like, oh, I'm not trying to relate to this movie. It's just look at the crazy shit that's going to happen. Look at something that will never happen. That's why I think... Which they didn't do in Mike and, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. There wasn't really anything so crazy. And it's, maybe that's why like super bad and this is, this is the end while set around like a, an apocalypse setting is still very real with like a, how friendships change or whatever uh-huh. like you moved away <clears throat> super bad's about like well you're going to a college and i didn't get into that college so fuck you like it's like very real problems that like, like actual friends have gone through maybe yeah. not me because but i don't know especially be- uh, because neighbors too has something for everybody it has something for like the high school kids that are going to college it has something for the people who just graduated and it has something for the people who have had kids and then the parents of those kids like the scene is also genius where um uh, kelsey Grammer yeah. comes. And he's like trying to talk to his daughter or whatever, and he comes out and he just starts crying. And he's like, "Can I hold your baby?" And they're like, "No." And he's like, "All right, later." <laughs> <laughs> That's so genius. He's like, "Can I hold your baby?" And he's like, "No." I love in um, step brother. He's like, "Can I come over later and touch your face?" And she's like, uh, "Okay." <laughs> oh yeah, the blind neighbor. <laughs> yeah. And then his and then his dog just starts jumping. He's like, he's like, "Damn, damn!" Like that movie's fucking funny just because it's so like nothing in that movie makes any sense. Yeah. Well, it's also like the, the, the on-running joke is like the, the guys that are at the dorm are like actual sweethearts too. Like they like they're like, oh look at this baby, she's so adorable. Like, yeah, and then they're assholes. I don't know. Just way better written than Mike and Dave, I'd say. And I also uh, Jacob, Jacob was in that movie like Dirty Grandpa with also Zac Efron and Robert De Niro is pretty funny too. I wouldn't mind checking that out. Yeah, I I didn't isn't isn't what's her name also in that too? Bob Plaza, yeah, yeah, that's weird. I'm also like a, a Zac Efron fan now after those two movies, especially because like he he's got really real, good comic timing. He showed some real acting chops too, in like the more like somber scenes. You're I was like, gonna oh, say wow. you compare that to the Mike and Dave movie where he doesn't, he never really like has one of those moments. Yeah, and you're like, oh, I feel like you're wasting because he can actually thing do to that. Is when he's like showing her his drawings and the first drawing is a dick. And you're like, well, the the the, <laughs> the mood's already ruined. You can't yeah. really feel sad or happy for him. 
which in like in Neighbors too, like like I said at the very end of the movie is like you still gonna hang out with me, man? Like in the midst of I was like, oh man, like yeah, I, I don't even get faded or anything and watch movies, but I, that still got me that. And then when like they're playing with their daughter and it's just like, well, you're gonna grow up and hate us, yeah. Like, just a lot, a lot of feels in that movie that you're not expecting. Yeah, the the, the best part is it's called Sorority Rising, and like the least interesting part of the movie is actually the sorority, which is funny. Yeah, kind of. Not to take anything away from that, it's just. But that's all. Yeah, that's also really well done because that because like have we talked about this movie on the podcast before? I feel like we I have. I think we talked about it before. Podcast. Then again, we talked about Mad Max and Star Wars constantly last year, so I feel like we could talk about this some more. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just I don't know. There's, there's a lot to say about it. Like because we watched it like four well, times. Anything, our, our 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 dedicated listener Faith, I think she would enjoy that movie. <laughs> oh I yeah. Think, I think even Drew would like it. With Especially just yeah, the sorority stuff is is really funny too. But like, like when they go to the thing and they're sh- they're showing them the video and like it's just I don't know it just reminded me of uh, college anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the that movie's funny and you should watch it. And the part about the sorority thing that I was trying to say and I totally lost my train of thought was uh, that that's also funny because it's like that's relevant too because they're talking about like uh, how like when the okay the the a specific scene is the the guy that Kyle guy. When he like comes in and they're they're all smoking weed and he like he's just like knock he's like knock knock and then just immediately opens the door like it's okay that's funny because it's like well that's shitty but it's also funny because it's like it's girls in the in the larger context of things it's like yeah that's like he's he walking in yeah it's very and like it's some shit that like five years ago when the when the first one came out which was not five years ago it was probably more like three. Uh, I'm just saying, like times have changed a lot since the first movie came out. So it's like the fact that you can make a joke like that. One well, like the and fact it, that they even recognize it is like Bros and Bros Man is like, hey, they don't like that anymore. Yeah, it's not funny. And then there's also, and then at one point too, when like uh, Seth Rogen's like, he's like, hey, I am a mon- minority, and it's like, that's like that's an interesting discussion too. Like all of that shit, it's like that's all happening like right now as we speak. All of these like cultural discussions and just shit that's happening to us. To, so to see it on a movie, especially since like, you weren't, it's like a sequel to a movie that was pretty good. But it's like because I remember seeing the first Neighbors, the Godfather two. If, I mean, I like the Godfather one. Now that you <coughs> talked about it a lot, I was like, oh yeah, the first one is way better. But I don't, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> they're both. I, it's, <laughs> it's one movie. They're both great. Yeah, it's hard to really because I used to be like I used to try to be like the. Uh, what do you call that? Like a, a contrarian and be like, no, the first one's the better one, dude. Funny. But it's like, I, I don't know. I, what, there, there was a time when I, I was like, I kind of want to watch the Godfather two again, but I don't want to sit through the first one. So I might just skip it. And then it's like, no, then you feel like you're doing like an injustice. Well, then I watched it. And I was just like, maybe the second one is better. If I only wanted to watch the second one, like, I don't know of, of another Funny series. Story. I was, I was talking to one of my friends and she's like, Oh, you work at a church. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, Oh, some fucking Adventist people came to our house today or something like that. And I was like, I was like, that's such bullshit. Like, why you got to go to someone's house? I'm like, have you read the Bible? It's like, I'm not going to everybody's house. I'm like, have you seen The Godfather? And I'm like, wait, maybe I should do that. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you There's a seen... lot of people that are really missing out on Just that. Just go to, like, have you ever seen Thief with James Conn, dude? It's have fucking you heard great. The good news soundtrack. A bunch of Blu-rays in soundtrack by Tangerine Jerry. <laughs> like, you, I was like, wait, maybe I should do that. Just Remember, like, did you? The good word. Did you see the sketch on, um, what was that one? Oh, Portlandia, where like, He's like the mailman. Like this is so old now too, because we don't. Need, no one does this anymore. But like he's bringing her like a Netflix DVD, and it's the uh, um, the Cabinet of Doctor Caligari, which is like an old German expressionist horror movie that like hipsters love. Yeah. And um, he's like, oh, you got to see it. It'll change your life. And then like when she, she keeps like not watching it, and then when she finally watches it, she turns into a mailman who like tries to give it to somebody else. That's genius. Yeah, that was fucking <laughs> smart. Like those are that show had some really weird jokes that were like highly specific. Like anytime they would like, 
have anything with like punk characters. I remember Sean would be really into it because he was always into really into punk rock, obviously. Which reminds me, there's a documentary on uh, Netflix right now called Los Punks. Have you seen I that? I watched that. I watched a, a documentary called Sample This. It's really interesting. <clears throat> well, like me and Sean used to go see this one. Um, Chicano punk, Latino punk. I don't know. There's like a specific. Yeah, there's like a specific phrase for that. But there was a band called Mundo Muerto who had the fucking coolest T-shirts, dude. But yeah, they were like a like a hardcore like uh, black flag black flag style band. I, <laughs> I yeah, that came out wrong, <laughs> very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all good. I mean, everybody knew what you're going for. It's all good, baby. baby. No, yeah, like I was actually was gonna say you dream. should watch that on my day off. Um. I used to read Tips and Tricks magazine. I, but I watched this documentary you called Sample This about that song. Um, it's one, I don't remember the name of it, whatever, but it's like, Tonto, jump on it. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, what's burr, it? Burr, burr, burr. Tonto. Like that, like everybody's saying, it's like the most sampled hip hop song of all time, apparently. Um, but like, the, it starts off like the first 20 minutes are about JFK and like Robert Kennedy, and, and like, it's so weird. Like the guy that, uh, produced that album was like one of JFK's and Ronald or uh, Robert. Yeah, so not sorry, fuck. You have uh, John F. Kennedy, uh-huh. and he was like one of his advisors. And then once he got assassinated, uh, he became uh, Robert Kennedy's advisor or whatever. And like him and his black dude who'd never met each other while working for the same, because obviously it's a big organization to be able to run for any kind of an office. Uh, like basically, like, well, I don't want to be in politics anymore because like the two people that were my heroes just got assassinated, like, both of them, and they both were related to each other, so it was, like, a huge blow. End up meeting another guy, both of them, and then meeting each other, and they start producing, like, records or whatever, and they end up uh, recording that record, and it's, like, talking, like, it interviews a bunch of hip-hop artists and how it's, like, one of the most influential, like, <clears throat> it was, like, the idea that like, you could chop a record and sample songs and all that, like, it became, like, mainstream because of that song. Because you have anyone from like uh, I'm that sounds really interesting, Missy Elliott or whatever, to like Nas sampling it, to like uh, Will Smith, like wh- whoever sampled it for that uh, episode. Obviously, it was a song before that, but that's where it's most famous. Is when like <coughs> him and Carlton are doing the the Tondo dance or whatever. It's really <laughs> cool. And I was like, because we watched the we've been watching Atlanta and we watched the Get Down. Like the Get Down was like. It doesn't deserve as much praise as it's getting, but it, it's definitely correct on a lot of its things. Like, so, like, it's a, about, like, these kids that start, like, rapping and, like, uh, it basically teaches, like, the origin of hip-hop, which is through rock and disco or whatever, where, like, back in the day, people didn't even make beats. They would literally just play two records simultaneously and <clears throat> use the beat off of one and then use the disco noises off the other to kind of make a song and rap over it. And, like, there was one episode where they're, like, the, the Grandmaster Flash is one of the main characters in it, too, and he's, like... I'm going to teach you, but you got to, uh, like, solve this riddle, and he hands him, like, a purple crayon or whatever. And I was, like, before the episode even ended, I was, like, it's to mark the record, like, to where you need it. Like, so, like, uh, you know when you're mixing or whatever, you pull the record back to keep repeating or whatever? I was, like, well, clearly you, what you do is you mark it, and then you scratch it. That way, like, you know immediately where, like, the, the sample <laughs> you want to hear is. And I was, like, damn, I'm right. Like, it was pretty cool. <clears throat> but the thing that wasn't interesting about that show was, like, the other characters, like, so like yeah, I was me and say. Jake were talking about like once it got to the characters where they're rapping and they're talking about mixing and how much like they're living in New York or whatever and they're like oh like there's these these are the kind of people kind of the show kind of represents like the Chicago the Atlanta the LA and the New York style where he's like look we have like these three boroughs like these people like this kind of hip hop and these people like this kind and we like this kind and we're gonna be the kings or whatever it's like a really cool dichotomy well but, dichotomy by definition is too so. 
Well, I know, but... So like a tri- tri-economy, maybe? I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, you get what I'm saying. Though. Yeah, yeah, I'll just be talking to you. Oh, yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, all right. Oh, I just figured I'd settle in and listen to this. Uh. <laughs> but, um... Pretend I'm not on the podcast, I'm just listening. Well, like, so you had this main character named Zeke or whatever, and, like, clearly the show had someone ghostwriting all the lyrics because they were actually really good. Didn't and, you uh, say you thought maybe Nas was writing? Me and Jacob, because at the very beginning of every episode, it's like a live show, and the guy's like rapping the story, kind of like uh, like what happened or whatever in the modern times, and then it cuts back to the, the 70s, like 77. <clears throat> and uh, basically, we're like, dude, that sounds like Nas. And at the end of the episode, it's like produced by Nas, and like some of the shit was written. I was like, oh, he must have been writing all the, like, the raps or whatever, because they're really good. But it was... Six episodes, the first one's like an hour and 45 or whatever, and a lot of it is just like, I don't want to watch, I just want to see them rap. Like, uh, I well, I was watching that. like the fourth episode with, two, with you guys, and it was like half parts of it. I'd, I would look up and be like, Oh, what's going on now? And like, what the guy that was like on the piano for the whole episode, I was like, You're just showing the same stuff over and over again, it never progresses to like anything else, so it's not interesting, yeah. And the weird thing is, like, uh, when that, like, comes full circle, like, he didn't really even do anything. Like, he... I feel like I'm being super critical of... of Something you haven't seen. ...scripts lately, though, because it's just, like... It's like, look, if you can get away with that shit, like, why why can't I do it? You know what I'm saying? that's fair. I think it makes you a better writer, too, to be, like, looking at your... your... I think... I mean, you kind of have to love movies to want to go, like, well, why is everyone doing this? I don't like when when they do this. I'm not going to do that, you know? Yeah. And, like I said, the show's pretty over the top, like... I don't know. It had a lot. Like Atlanta is just fucking great through and through. Dude, Atlanta. I mean, we might as well fucking talk about. It. We keep saying we're gonna wait for something else, but like we were waiting for Bryce the last time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I that show. First of all, like I think we all agree on this is the way it's shot is amazing. Like mm-hmm. the the landscape. It makes you it makes I you want to go su- to Atlanta. I wouldn't be surprised if like we looked it up and whoever the director of photography was, it was someone who worked on something we else. Yeah. Like, somebody. Yeah. I'm that makes that it about. makes sense. Yeah. I was like, sh- do you, should I look it up or <laughs> somebody should look it up. But yeah, that, uh, and then like, I, it's also, okay, talk about complete opposites. That's a show where like it cuts back to um, his cousin, the paperboy, the rapper guy. Yeah. Uh, paperboy, and you're like, oh, I'm interested in what he's trying, what he's doing right now too. It's like, like remember mm-hmm. Stranger Things where it would cut to different people and there wasn't a single thing that wasn't interesting. Like right. there, <laughs> you know, even like the, 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 the girl and like her, the, I don't know if it was her boyfriend or whatever, but that guy was a dick and then like. But then, like, that turned out to be interesting, too. I love a mm-hmm. show where every time it cuts to something else, you're like, oh, I care about that. Like, because remember, you watch something like Lost, and you're like, well, I don't like this guy, so I don't, I'm not even going to watch this episode. Right. I'm going to go take a shit. Well, yeah, <laughs> like, it's when you flash back, and you're like, who cares? Well, like, in Lost, I can specifically point to uh, the chick that was pregnant that, like, Charlie was into. You're like, oh, Charlie's a really cool character. Oh, he's, he's interacting with her. I don't care. Do you remember? Uh, it was. I remember mm-hmm. it was kind of scandalous where, like, they there was an episode of Lost where there was these two characters who were, they flash back to them like filming a TV show that they were like uh, TV actors or something. And they killed him off at the end of the episode. So it was like the whole episode that was fucking pointless because you, it was like a, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. That seems unfair to me. Cause it's like, well, they just want to do a one-off episode, but it's like in a show that build itself as every episode is going to give you kind of more so you can kind of figure out what the puzzle piece, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, you get a a random... It's like when you would see X-Files episodes that were were lame. You're like, well, I'd rather just... Talk about a show that, like, fell into its own hype, too, though. Like, that show should have been three seasons. Like, I remember... Dude, it it happens... 
to almost every. I don't mean to cut you off, but think real, like think about this. It happens to almost every show that's good. Like Twin Peaks, infamously, was amazing for all of season one, and then season two went all downhill. Like Lost, petered out. Fucking the only show I can think of that was solid from start to finish, like off the top of my head, that's that's over now is Breaking Bad. Even that though, like some some of the in between seasons, like the where they're going to Mexico back and forth, were kind of like not like. Not in any way bad, but I was like, oh, let's get back to Walter White. Like, it was more about, like, his the people around him. You know sure, I mean? yeah, yeah. But even the then, later like, seasons are better, I think, on that show. Until the last like the, three seasons are fantastic. I think uh, that show is actually a slow start, if anything. Yeah, I was going to say, that show's more like, if I was going to rewatch, I'd just, I'd just probably start with the last season. Because you're like, well, I, I know how, I just want to see how he gets out of all the situations and stuff. I don't know. That Yeah, that show's fucking great, dude. There's also like a weird thing where people are coming back and so I don't like Breaking Bad. Now. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that'll happen with anything. It's cool to hate it now. When season two of Stranger Things comes out. People are like it wasn't that good. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a True Detective. Remember that? Yeah, but True Detective, it's the part of the problem is that the guy who wrote it wrote a standalone script and was like wrote like probably his like uh, his best script if anything for that show. And then season two, like, all right, do it again. And he's like, uh, all right, I have another idea. And, like, it w- probably was, like, his first idea, but he found something better, you know what I mean? And then he did it, and everyone's like, what the hell is this? I think it's that, that thing they talk about where, like, when a band first gets together, they play for a long time before they record an album. So they have they all... They have 30 tracks. Yeah, they have this whole history of, like, and they know how to play the songs. And then it's like, okay, now you need to make a new album in about three years or you're going to be irrelevant. Mm-hmm. So, Which is why I'm curious to see how what Bundabar's next album is going to sound like because their second album, which is, like, just as good as their first, if not better, was literally just what they didn't put on their first album. Yeah. So, so it, like, they don't even really have a sophomore record yet because the sophomore record is, like, let's show you our new shit, which is why, like, you look at bands like Interpol, it's like a... Dude, I've been getting an Interpol again lately. Like, just like literally the last you know, two, two or three days. Speaking of which, uh, same. Their later shit's way better than their original shit. Like, actually, I don't. I, <sighs> I don't know, dude. Uh, trust me. Once you well, turn on the bright lights, is is almost like a perfect CD. Like, I, I, once I it's over, be, it's the only one of the only CDs that I'll just listen to when it's over. It, like, yeah, and then when it's over, I'll just start over again. It's a perfect record. Honestly. It's really there's like not a, a bad song on it. It's really like unique sounding, and yet also you can hear the influences really clearly. The lyric writing is like very different and just like it's almost like um like a he wrote like he's writing songs as if he was also trying to write a novel at the same time like I'm gonna pull you in close I'm gonna pull you in tight uh you know you know the um obstacle number two or whatever that's yeah like, like that and then like the um, the song where it's like I had a friend he, he used to carry around knives or something like that like uh fucking uh, slow hands I think it, no that's on the second album yeah I was gonna say that's on Antics, Antics is actually my favorite now. Um, I um, it's a slower album, but like it. Our love to admire is a really good album that same. I feel like nobody talks about because "Rest My Chemistry" is a fucking brilliant song. So is um. Do you ever listen to the the, the the national? Yeah, because I, I was gonna say I feel like they're big go hand in hand. Yeah, because I got which is I was weird because Sean Corrigan hates the national but loves Interpol, and I'm like I don't know how you because it's almost like. They're the same band, but like uh, High Violet by The National is another like almost perfect album where you're like every song on this, and it's the same stuff too. It's like it's it sounds really unique, but you can hear their influences in it. Like the I like the singer, um, his lyrics are fucking weird and just like so different from other stuff. Like, uh, which one's High Violet? That's the oh I know what that one is. What's the one with um, uh, I should live in salt and all that. That's the newest one. That um, one's really good too, though. It's called, oh, Trouble Will Find Me. Yeah, that one has a lot of really good songs on it. 
But anyway, because uh, he has that, because okay, that, that song, uh, the single off of that album has that line where he's like, "When I when I walk into a uh, when I walk into a room, I do not light it up." And then it's like fuck. a pause, and he's like, "Fuck," and it's like, and then it, yeah, but it, and it sounds lame when I say it now. It sounds like a Limp Bizkit line, but it's like, it's like perfectly timed. Yeah, and it just yeah, that song's great. That that song has some amazing lyrics too. It's weird though. The reason I love Interval too is because they're they're very much like it doesn't feel like it until you really read into it, but their albums are concept albums. Like, Turn On a Bright Lights is clearly about living in New York City because there's even a song called NYC, uh, like, Obstacle Which is a great song. That was the first song I ever heard by them on Pandora. PDA, Sail Out of the Angels, Obstacle 2. PDA has that fucking rad moment, too, where it's just the, like, the guitars at the end. Yeah. Um, But I love Antics even more, though, because it's more about, um, like, being a sailor, almost. Like, uh, not even jails, uh, fucking... Public Pervert or whatever is a really good... That's probably my favorite song by them, actually. Either that or Stella Was a Diver is, like, a fantastic song. A Time to Be So Small is, like, one of, like, the coolest songs I've ever heard, though, by them. You know what else um, is another uh, album that I, I think is, like, almost fucking perfect is... Uh, and, of course, as soon as I'm about to say it, I forgot what I was talking Beach about. Beach House is Myth. Beach House is great. Yeah, Myth is great. Um, what's... Oh, Timber Tamber, Creep On, Creepin' you know On. What's weird about Beach House, though, is that's a band where I'm like, oh, Drew wouldn't like this, or Jacob wouldn't like this, and they're both like, I fucking like Beach House. It's, like, you know what? I think it's a California thing, dude. Like, it's very... It's, like, super chill, because I remember... I do... I, okay, I remember one time I was sitting in class, and my friend Kevin, uh, who worked with me at McDonald's, uh, showed up, and it was in the same class as me, and we didn't know it, and we was like, oh, cool. So he sat next to me, and he's like, what are you listening to? And I felt like embarrassed. I'm like, oh, it's this Beach band House? called Beach House. It, it was the song Zebra. And I was like, here. And he's like, oh, can I listen? I was like, and I was like, oh, he's going to think I'm fucking lame listening to this weird, like, just weird music. And he listened to it. And he's like, no, I get it. It's pretty cool. Like, I, I could get into that. And I was like, yeah, it's very, like, just mellow. And it's like. It's really good driving music. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, that's I fucking love that album. They dude. put out like two albums in the same year. Both were really good. Yeah. Another thing too, Anthony Fantano's like it's just they're like a one trick pony. I'm like that's fine. No other band sounds like them. I kind of yeah. It's like it, I'll, I'll listen to anything Timber Tamber does too. That's another band that's like they kind of all a lot of their songs sound very similar, but it's like whatever, dude. No one else is making that music right yeah. now. Like you can. You good dude. We sh- you know what we should talk about is fucking the new Kings of Leon single, which I've been that. listening to constantly. It's so good, dude. That bass line in the beginning just pulls you in. It's I that's an, I like the lyrics on that song too. Like that's a fucking cool. That's is the lyrics t- uh, take the time to waste a moment. Yeah, that's fucking genius. Like, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. I I just I don't know. They, it just bothers me that like Kings of Leon like blew up and then everyone hates like because it's like Modest Mouse. I remember when Float On came out or like White Stripes when uh, Seven Nation Army came out and everyone's like. Oh, that's so played out. It's like, dude, do you even, like, they, if you listen to their, they have, like, an entire, or, like, the Black Keys was another band. Remember the Black Keys was, like, kind of popular for, um, they had a song. The album Brothers blew them up. Like, Psychotic Girl, I think, that was, like, really popular, and there was one before that. And then they, yeah, they had that song, uh, uh, what's the one, fuck, what was it called? Um, yeah, the Whistle Song, I'm like, I can't remember what that was called. Uh, and that was, like, a big deal when it came out. But then the album after that, which was another fucking amazing album, fucking blew up. the ceiling, dude. Yeah, well, remember the Little Black Submarines was, was cool, too? I remember playing that for Dad, and he was, like, pissed off. He's like, they're just ripping off Stairway to Heaven. I'm like, why can't another person do the same style? Like, Yeah, and it's like, well, maybe, like, structurally. Lonely Boy is a great song. Uh, Tighten Up is the song you're thinking Yeah, tight, Tighten Up. Remember we heard, like, we heard that on the drive out to Arizona? Yep. That was the same, that, that was, like, the same year that that uh 
Raven, my like favorite Raven Ants album came out that has a song "Boys Boys Who Rape," which Boys you can hear rape. Sean yelling if you look up the YouTube video. I found it actually one time. Yeah, I also found you and Sean in the the waves. Yeah, uh, dude, I was dude, I was on a magazine cover. Yeah, there was I can't remember what it was. Like, I didn't sign a release. Something um. It's uh, something that I, I knew the name of, but I can't remember what it is. It, like, I remember, like, recognizing the name. It's some, like, indie music magazine. And it's, like, you can see me, because at one point, they put on fucking, uh, or put on, <laughs> they started playing Line of Spacehead, which is my favorite uh, wave song. And I just, like, leaned back onto the crowd and started, like, crowd surfed. But, like, I'm so tall that I didn't have to get on the stage to jump. I just <laughs> leaned into the crowd. Nice. That's fucking great, dude. I <laughs> Me, me and Sean went to see a lot of like fucking crazy concerts back in the day. I still haven't been to a concert. Like not any. Nope. Like, oh man. Never. What like what's a band if you could see any band like if any band could make you go get out of your house and go see them live? What would it be? Oh boy. Because there's I most of the ones that I would would answer with I've already seen. I, I'm thinking I was asking Willie like do you, would you want to go see Kings of Leon like. I kind of do, but then again, like, I don't know. And maybe Radiohead, maybe Modest Heaven Mouse, but there's, like, most of the bands I wanted to see I've already seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's a hard question. You can go ahead and say Blink-182. I know. I was going to say Blink-182, but I would have... That's what you're into. That's fine. Uh, here's the thing. If, if Blink-182, like, if you were going... Like, I would go to a Blink-182 concert. Like, I don't know yeah, how to, like, talk my way around that, but it's, like, they're... I grew up with that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would go see it. Like, it's There's like a, the the joke. Is, I would go see Weezer too. I I bet that would be oh, a fucking yeah, fun show because they, they're only going to play, play their, their singles. Yeah. Like the, the on running joke with me and Jacob is that we quote uh, Blink One Eight Two songs to troll Bryce, but it's like the joke is that we know the, all the lyrics to all those songs. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like I sit around and listen to them every day, but yeah, I grew up with that. And it would, you know, how fucking cool it would be to go see them play like all the small things live. Like it's, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, it's troll, but like, yeah, I would go see it. <laughs> Even like some forty one, they're like they're, they're doing a tour. I'm like, I'll go see that. Like I, we listen to that <laughs> Thriller No Filler. Like, well, they're coming out with a, a new album this year. I just, but I, I just so don't know. Now, though. Yeah. Well, he was he was an alcoholic. He also got divorced by um, Avril Lavigne, who is now married to Chad Kroger, the lead singer for uh, Nickelback. Nickelback. Oh. And there's a radio interview where you can see where they're talking about how he has a huge dick, apparently. Chad Kroger. Yeah, it's I like, oh, that's fucking hate bothers. He's me. like, look at this dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a grab. It's like a picture of him holding his penis. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, every time I see the guy from Sub Forty One now, I'm just like, ooh, you got you lost looks, up to a guy with a shit music and a giant dick. Dude. He looks uh, a lot better than he did. Good. Yeah, because for a while there, he was like real puffy face because he was a fucking alcoholic. Like, <laughs> good. Like if you think about the amount of childhood memories that I have just from Sub Forty One, like yeah, I'm glad he's doing better. Like, I always mm. bring this up to like Jacob and them. I used to be like, my mom should have had an abortion. <laughs> I had no idea what an abortion was till like uh, ten years later. That song is fucking lit. And let me say, don't ever try to karaoke that unless you you're gonna do it with somebody else there too. Because I went, I was like, we were we used to do karaoke almost every week, and we went to the bar to do it, and I was like, oh, that'd be a cool song. So I go put my name down and the guy's like are you gonna do it by yourself and i was like uh yeah which is a weird question because he never like asked that before and he's like well just so you know like there's a lot of lyrics to that song and it's like really it's harder than you think to like sing it i'm like fuck you dude i I know this song i don't even need the fucking i used to my thing was like i would get super wasted go up there and then like uh put my hand over my eyes and be like i'm not even reading the screen i just know the lyrics every time (laughs) dude i used to go sing fucking we didn't start the fire by billy joel like not looking at the screen (laughs) you know like the the like like the fast-paced dialogue yeah. song? Yeah. I haven't heard that song in forever. Uh, Buddy Holly, Ben Hur, Space Monkey Mafia, Hula Hoops Castro, <laughs> Bay of Finsenoga. <laughs> I love uh, that the podcast kind of funny because anytime someone brings up Billy Joel, uh, Colin, who's from Long Island, who, who Billy Joel is also from there, 
well, just start like rapid fire like the the lyrics to that song, and everyone's like, really? He's like, yeah, I love that song. <laughs> it's a fucking great song, dude. Didn't he also do that song that was like, uh, don't like white wall tires? Uh, it's like a wheel of fortune, Sally ride, heavy metal suicide, Rocky Road Cowboys. What's the song that he said to was like uh, still rock and roll to me or something? Like yeah, that? that's, that's a, a fucking song. great song. I love Billy Joel, dude. Fuck anyone who doesn't like Billy Joel. He's great. You know my favorite Billy Joel song is A Matter of Trust. Uh, piano Man, my dude. I only listen to 80s Joel, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a fucking great line in that movie, too. Dude, we got to call it this episode 80s Joel. Uh, Pull up a mic right there, my dude. Grab a chair, Rico, and mic yourself, my dude. Do I get a mic at work this time? Yeah. We will Did find out. Did you listen out. to it and get upset? <laughs> it wasn't on purpose. No, I listened to it. I was like, oh, you can like barely... Were you okay? Did you were you talking into a mic though that time, or were you just sitting off yeah, to the okay. side? Because that was when Doug was here, right? Yeah, I remember I was sitting like I was on that mic. This right, one. Well, oh well, that is the shittiest looking mic. To be fair, he's bullshit. It looks like a uh, karaoke mic. To be fair, me and um, me and Bryce are saving up for more mics right now. So what was the one Ooh. you were like? There was like an America mic or something. An America mic. Uh, I'm gonna buy that one for Jack. To let them know what's real. It has like an American flag. <laughs> the mic is the American flag. Like it's, it's just you know. Do you remember a cartoon that used to play on uh, Fox Family called uh, Three Friends and Jerry? No. No. Uh, well, me and Matt were watching it yesterday on YouTube, and I was like, oh, I fucking forgot about this. And we like, we're watching it for like a good ten minutes before we're like, what's? Why are they talking so weird? And like, what? Like it was very like. And then he's like, oh, it's Australian. And like, which I don't remember that from when I was a kid. I just remember it being a, sh- like, I don't remember that taking place in Australia, but it's so clear that it does when you watch it now. Mm. Also, the, the episode we were watching was about, they, like, a priest whose name was Dick Priest <laughs> uh, was <laughs> telling the kids, like, not to listen to heavy metal. And like, the, and then at one point, like, like it's too rad. Sorry. He's filling his car. Like, he, these kids are like hanging out talking. And then like off to the side, he's like putting gas in his car, the, the priest guy. And his fucking license plate says Tupac. <laughs> like for no reason at all. Wait, what was this show called? It's called Three Friends and Jerry. It was like a '90s cartoon show on Fox Family. Remember Fox Family was fucking lit, dude. Oh yeah. Fucking Moncoli Nights and and uh, what was the one? Uh, Monster Rancher, dude, was fucking Captain lit. Uh, Detective Conan, remember that show? Good, good stuff. I mean, we, were, we were like brought up Detective Conan to like Bryce or Jacob, and like I don't know what that. I was like, how do you not know about that? That show was fucking great. I love that show. It's literally not, oh, not Detective Phil, uh, the uh, Flint the Time Detective. Do you remember that one? I do remember that. Where the guy was like a he was like a like a caveman. Was Cartoon Network, but. He was like a clave a caveman a caveman with a talking like hammer, and, the, and he could go back in time for some reason. Hmm. Do you remember that? Duh. Uh, and then the Mega Man cartoon show was on that channel too, which I forgot existed until recently. Honestly, that show was rad. I like that. <sighs> Yeah, I don't think I've seen any of those shows either. Except Mega Man. Maybe you have and you just don't that. remember. Was, was it like old school Mega Man or was it like Mega Man X? Stuff? No, it was, uh, it, I want to say it was like a 90s uh, cartoon and it was an anime and it was, um, it was kind of like every, it was, I remember it, I used to not like it though because everything they said was like a, was like a pun for some reason. Also, you don't remember the, dude, if you look up, I feel like if you look up the theme song, you might remember. It was like Super Fighting Hero Mega Man. You remember that shit? And he was on the fucking... How old was that? When was this? <sighs> you remember like six or something? Woo! Oh, baby. Um, 
had something to say. Oh, I wanted to talk about Drive. But before <clears> I want to talk about Drive, I want to talk about that situation that happened today. <sighs> you know those Tuesday night catering people, right? <sighs> I just want to point out, uh, for the listeners, like the pot of coffees, those ones where like, it's like a self-serve where you pump it at the gas stations or whatever. It's an airplane, yeah. Yeah, air, well, I mean, I didn't know that term, sorry. Oh. We knew that, to be fair. Um... Every Tuesday, we give them, like, two AirPods of coffee, which is, like, one... They're, like, 64 ounces or something. There's a lot of... You can put a lot of coffee in there. And um, we give them one regular, one decaf, two pitchers, uh, like, two gallon pitchers of uh, one black tea, one passion tea, which more expensive, and then two ice waters, a uh, hot water AirPod for, like, a little tea bag, like, herbal teas and shit like that, for $22. And yeah, that's ridiculous. They were complaining to Bryce that like they want to keep it under twenty dollars, and I was like, "So that two dollars is breaking the bank for you, like the, you're too retired." Well, because I literally told them like, because I was just like trying to ease into it because I knew they were gonna argue with me. I was like, "I think you guys are just paying for pots of coffee and nothing else." <laughs> my my biggest fear though is I was like, "Oh, Bryce is used to working with like homeless people and crazy people. He might be like uh, not on edge, but like I was like, hell, <laughs> you're just gonna keep it real." Yeah, I, I kept like, it real. I was like, look, you guys are just paying for the pots of coffee. Everything else is pretty much free. So you can suck a dick. What mic are you on? Uh, a little one? One? Am I even on? Was that on this whole thing? No, you're on. I'm just going to turn you up. God damn it. Why is, what the hell is this? I don't know, dude. Yeah, you're good. Um, I was just making sure the sound level is right because <clears> a lot of them are one through four are, are <laughs> unmuted, but five, six, seven are muted. I was listening to the last episode, You're and, good. like, you were good for, like, the first, like... I pulled away from the mic for a little bit, and oh, I, I got really quiet. Yeah, yeah. It just, like... So I turned myself up on this one. <laughs> at least I think I did. You suck at sound. <laughs> you know what? Same. Because other podcasts have someone who's, that's their job. Like, you know, every Same. podcast, they're always like, uh, X person, how are we sounding? Or they're, like, leaning into the mic. I just, I'm like, we're good, and I just take it off. True. But anyways... I told Jacob, sorry to cut you off again. Uh, I was like, Jacob, if, if you're not comfortable talking on the podcast okay. just yet, like, uh, you can be our sound guy. Because that will only help when we start making beats and shit, so. I can't do a high yees because my uh, tonsillitis right now. Um, but anyways. Also, you know the, the thing shattered on that, right? Yeah. Okay, I was just telling you, be careful. Um, but yeah, so I had that, that fear a little bit. A little bit. Um, she came in today like 15 minutes where you came in. I was like, uh-oh. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> And she's like, so we want to keep it under $20. And I explained to her, I was like, I just want to let you know that at other locations, we would charge like 65 bucks for that catering, bare minimum. And that's not including like other places do like convenience fees and service charges where like yeah, right. we, we're going to charge you two two hours of labor to because we're setting it up and taking it down. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So she's like, really? And I was like, how is this blowing your mind? Like go to Starbucks right now and get a large coffee. It's like $4. Yep. Like. So you get, like, four or five of those, you have $20. So it's, like, you're getting, like, the equivalent of 16 large coffees with one of those things. So mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. They just Jack. fucking love to complain, dude. I swear. The 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 husband was about to... Go off on you? Because he, he was like, oh, no, that, 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 that doesn't make any sense. I don't understand how that makes sense. I was like, dude, you're just paying for the fucking pots of coffee. How does that not make sense? <laughs> I don't, like... What's up? Uh, numero dos. Okay, I was just making sure. But yeah, I was just like, well, because from working at a recycling center where I'm pretty much by myself the whole time, 
and dealing with shitty people. You gotta be stern. Yeah, you gotta be like, hey, listen here, motherfucker. Scare like, there, I, mean. yeah. I was gonna say, I'm sure you've encountered some <coughs> yeah, like heads in your I, time. I've had people fucking curse me out and almost starting to kill me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm just like, I'm used to it. Uh, I'm glad you're away from there, my dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're home safe with your family. <laughs> Um, also, just it? I can't imagine working that fucking thing in the heat, too. Yeah, it, it's like the last, before I actually quit, it was like 110 outside. It was like 115, 120 in that fucking thing. And I was like, I yeah, can't do it. Sounds like a nightmare. It's and, almost like, um, a quick sidebar before I get back to what I was saying. My dad does this thing where he likes to like go through the house and like open all the doors and have fans and shit like that. And he goes, it's 80 degrees in here. I'm like, dude, I would rather not know. What the yeah, temperature quit is. walking around telling us how, like specifically how hot it is. Yeah, yeah. he's got all, the he's got the thermal guns. He, like, <laughs> he does. He around. has a fucking laser. <laughs> I know because he's oh, an okay. AC guy. He does that. He like he's like I don't think that air is working. And he shoots it up <laughs> at the vent to yeah. try and yeah, it's fucking <laughs> ridiculous. Why, is, why don't you guys just uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Can> I save <laughs> the, the episode title is gonna be it's fucking re and then hyphen <laughs> retardiculous. Re- yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. You know when something's over. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. Why does your dad just That's invest so in those uh, those window AC units instead of using did, central? Did you air? see that thing I sent you on Facebook? No. Uh, they're coming out with the, like these window units that are fucking dank. Apparently, they're only three hundred bucks. Oh really? It's like, well, uh, those ones right there. Those are like one hundred and sixty. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of those ones that can cool a whole house down from just one area of it. And what it does is it has like a powerful fan or whatever, and it shoots it up at the ceiling, so it, it forces there to be no hot air pockets in the house, because that's the... Uh-huh. The problem is you can run your air all day long, but if you're... Th- there's, like, a long hallway with no vents in it, you have a hot air pocket, and it's going to spread if you as soon as the air goes off. You know what I mean? fucking rips. Yeah, it's great. Um, lean away from the mic, because it's like... I want them to know I'm vaping. <laughs> <laughs> Call the episode of that, why don't Jesus. you? Let them know I vape. Vape for Christ. Don't put it on its side, though. You just handed it to me. Um, <laughs> I assume Jordan wanted it for some reason. I was like, here, I'll pass it. He's got the real <laughs> thing. Um, but anyway, but that's just like, I would rather not know. So it's like, mm-hmm. if you brought the little laser thing to work, like, it's 130 degrees and you're, you're just torturing yourself. That's like, do you remember when we worked at Amazon, there was this guy uh, who every time it would be like, okay, it's three o'clock now. He'd be like, uh, two more hours. And then he'd <laughs> yeah. like, one more hour. And it's like, like shut the fuck I don't want to know. Yeah. And it, it reminded me of uh, fucking... Hey Arnold, like one of the uh, one of the very first episodes when um uh fucking what's the guy uh what was that guy's name? Harold says he wanted to beat him up after school. Yeah. And then Held is like, four more yeah. hours till you die. <laughs> I remember that. And then he sings this, he's like, he's like, Don't hit me, I'll hit me. Remember that shit? Yeah. That was dude. It was a great episode. Yeah. I my also one of the great episodes too is where they um it's Lord of the Flies, but like the same yeah, or whatever, and like the grandpa comes with like a raft. Yeah, so many great episodes. He's like, of that thanks, show. Phil. Stop calling me Phil. Twenty Three Skadoons, another one from that with the asteroid. Sally's Comet. Oh yeah, oh that was a great episode. The where they go to the radio station or whatever. He's like, Sally's Comet, turn off your lights, motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think that's what he says. Do we should rewatch that show? That show is I think it's, it's on Netflix. It's super dark too, which is weird. Like there's the episode like the where Helga episodes. goes to the fucking Oh yeah, the Stoop Kid or episode. The train episode. Yeah, the or are the 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 one where he like learns karate and then he beats the shit out of the guy. He's like, I just wanted to ask for directions. Yeah. Like I've never been like, oh, that's dark. Like, well, in the episode where like they carve the principal in the soap or whatever. And yeah, then he breaks he the soap. He... And the principal's out sick, but he thinks he killed the principal. Do you remember <laughs> Andy Dick played like a superhero monkey man and like he didn't like the one that Sid got beat up and someone stole his beetle boots. He's like, where were you? Because <laughs> he went to the opera with the mayor. Do you remember that show? Yes. Jesus Christ, dude. Oh, that show was lit. 
And oh. you're also like, where's his dad? Like the entire series, and they do like the movie. Oh, do, they're making a movie. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Like another one? Mm-hmm. Hey Arnold movie? Yeah, there's mm-hmm. already there's a Hey Arnold movie that already came out, and it's on Netflix, and I never saw it. It'd be Why interesting to watch now. Watch yeah. Um, I, also, I have another thing to say about like another movie is getting remade with a new actor, but... uh, No, I already saw that. We'll get to that in a sec. Um... But anyway, my point was Trisha came in and she was talking to me about them. She's like, oh, yeah, they're kind of known like she, the husband gets kind of like heated really easily. Uh, yeah. And she said that I like they work on the um, like the children's ministry with them. And like they always want to leave early and get out of there by 830. And they're like, well, we stop like having the kids at 830. Then it takes a half hour to clean up because like the kids are full of germs. So you got to wipe everything do? down. Like, why do they have to get out of there so quick? They're re- both like, retired, they're I think. old. I gotta get to bed by nine, dude. Yeah, get up <laughs> at four in the morning. I hope they don't listen. They For listen. what? Oh, I'm sure nah. they do. You can, I never said their names either. Uh, I'm sure they know who they are. Yeah, they don't. But anyway, she's like, they they would literally be like, all right, well, we're gonna head out. I'm like, well, you guys have the key, so we need you to stay. And like he said, she said that one time she was like wiping down the tables all with like the Lysol wipes, and mm-hmm. like he started turning the lights off like on them, and then just walked out. And she That's had to go get him uh, from the elevator and be like, we're not done in there. He's like, oh, well, we're gonna go. And I was like, I was like, does he not understand that like either something's done or it isn't done? Like, like I was like, imagine you're taking a shit and the janitor's like, well, I gotta lock up, and you're like mid shit, like you're about to pinch it off, and he's like, lights out, you're done. I'm like, no, there's still things that need to be done, like <laughs> at least three. There's like, work to be done. Finish shitting, make sure there's no more flush, and then wipe your ass. Like, it's just that's not how it works. I hate those kind of people. Yeah, I, I can tell that. And like I said, you're lucky you weren't there when we did the Valentine's catering because they wanted enough shit for 200 people. Christ. And then they wanted me to buy, um, like, brownies and cookies and the candy and treats for each all the tables. And we had to do a pitcher of water for each table, like, quadruple the amount of coffee. Do these like, own the church? Or? No, it's just they're, like, high up in the church, like, with, uh, like, reputation, so they get away with whatever they want. And then they're like, oh, that's weird. That's all right, well, how system. much is the bill? And I gave them the bill, and, like, I gave it to the best price I could. It was, like, $280 Next for time. 200 people. And... um. My boss got mad at me. She's like, "That's you. That's a that's a seven hundred dollar catering easily." And I was like, "Really?" And she's like, "Yeah. Like when you're doing a catering, you you overcharge them because you're the one taking care of it. That's the idea of a catering." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh yeah." And he fucking argued with me for thirty minutes on the price. He's like, "Well, Sean only charged me two hundred fifty, and I like literally whipped out Sean's uh, thing, and I was like, because he's my old boss, and uh, I was like, "Look, you didn't have the brownies, you didn't have the extra coffee, you didn't have this. You actually came to me and said last year we didn't have enough. So, you're, and I was like, I only charged you forty dollars more. I should charge you four hundred flat because." We, like, lost money, but the idea is that we have a contract for the church. It's, like, like Pastor Bob's catering. He only get, pays, like, $12 for it, and he gets a lot of stuff, too. And then they only pay $22 for it, and they get a lot of stuff. And I told them today, I was like, look, you're only paying for the pots of coffee. At any other location, a pot of coffee is $30, like, right. no matter what. And it was like, we're charging you eight ninety nine for a pot of coffee. Next time he, like, argues with you over the price of a pot of coffee, just like, well, God's not real, so... <laughs> 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 Sir, ghosts aren't real. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, uh, uh, ghosts aren't real. God's so. not dead, too. Sir, God's not dead. So, Have you dude, seen? next time someone argues with you about like the pricing, just be like, should we pray about this? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you think I don't want to cause any discord? Like, oh, like, I feel like we're getting very heated right now, and I just this is a bad environment for the church. Prayer like, talk is something that I find hilarious. Where they're like, uh, just dear sovereign Lord, dear. Uh, uh, it's again. They it's, get white like way too into it, and I'm just like. It's my no, but it, the biggest pet peeve in the world to me as someone who wants to be a writer and was like an English major is people like trying to. And I always say like punch above their weight when they're writing. Well, it's almost like living beyond your means, but like verbally. Yeah, it's like don't try to sound smarter than you are because you're going to sound dumb. Like, well, you can always tell when the person doesn't have a good vocabulary because 
they will just repeat the same thing with different synonyms or whatever. There's like, uh, dear gracious Lord, dear powerful sovereign Lord, dear like forgiving Lord. And it's I, like, that's okay, we get it. Dear baby I haven't been in a Christian school for almost 10 years now. And when you think about like, I, I always forgot that, or I, I forgot that like everybody has like a prayer style. Like, yeah. do you remember like uh, Miss Besserell, um, the top fourth grade at the at our old school would be like, uh, dear Lord, thank you, Lord, for this day, Lord. Uh, we're here, Lord, just to just to ask you, Lord, for and like she's she, trying to get his attention. And like, because I remember we would all like we Lord? would count Lord? how many times she said Lord. Hello. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I remember at the end, yeah, at one point you're like, oh Lordy, Lordy, like. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I re- I remembered the other day, that, like okay, th- I don't. This must have been forever ago, but me and Keith were hanging out at our house. This is gonna be called prayer requests. And uh, <laughs> dude, uh, uh, unspoken, unspoken ever, prayer. Me, okay, me and Justin Huntsman used to be like, uh, I have a spoken, and then we just wouldn't say what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I have a spoken. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Anyway, I randomly remembered the other I day. This, we used this, to make ours up. Uh, Keith was at our house visiting. I'm sure the rest of them were there too. But you were crying about something because you were like really young at the time, like but like cry, like bawling really hard, angry crying. I'm always bawling. And then hard, dude. I remember, <laughs> damn it, check me. I remember, I remember he was just like for crying out loud, and like <laughs> every time I hear a baby cry, like. <laughs> For the next obvious like twenty years after he said that, every time I hear a baby cry, I'm just like for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's good. That's I great. Like that. Jesus, lady, <laughs> you're scaring us. I'll never forget. We need to have Matt Meek on for like sports talk with Sean Corgan. We played basketball, and some kid like was trying to start st- start beef on the court, if you will. And like he need me really hard, and he had long hair. And Jordan's like, "Jesus, lady!" <laughs> <laughs> and he just like couldn't handle it. It was the best. And like uh, every time we'd pass him on the court, we're like, "Excuse me, miss!" Like <laughs> just treat him like he's a girl, lady. Just seventies uh, trash. Get, talk I'll from, say, you couldn't get away with that now. Just seventies dad trash talk. Like, you need to cut that mop. Like <laughs> cut that mop, Jesus. <laughs> Dude, that's what we remember. We were watching Jackass the other day, and it's like. That was what was funny about uh, when he gets in the old man suit is he has all these old timey insults that mm-hmm. he's killing. Mm-hmm. He's like, that long hair doesn't cover that redneck boy. Like, <laughs> he's like, you want to go outside? It's like, we are outside. Yeah. <laughs> that, that made me feel really good, like, in nostalgic watching those again. I had there, to skip a lot of it, though, because a lot of it's fucking yeah, disgusting. Yeah, you forget how much of it's just like, oh, they're going to shit a, and then eat their shit and then poop it out and eat the poop. And, and like, then, and they're going <laughs> to eat this horse shit and then he's going to swallow horse semen and then. He's going to put leeches in his eye. And I'm He's like, going to stick a hook through his cheek and all this other shit. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Ironically, everything we just said was like the two people that are like known for that. So every time they're on screen, I'm like, this isn't going to be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can, you're like immediately like, oh. Just. I am stoked they're doing a fourth movie though. Oh, they are? Yeah. I don't know if they're doing it, but like somebody, what? somebody, okay. What are they not done? What <laughs> happened was Steve-O was, did an AMA for something he's in that no one cares about. I watched I mean, an interview with Bam Margera. He said once he's done with the recovery, he's going to do it. Well, and then somebody asked, are you going to do another one? And then he said, well, if Bam can stay sober, like it's, it's a possibility. I and think then, he's four months sober right now, which um, is good for him if he's listening. Johnny Knoxville like posted something on uh, Facebook saying like uh, it could be happening too, right? What, what did he he posted some kind he's of thing? He's making two movies and then he he would consider it. They said that they're going to start filming. It'll come out in 2018 if they do it. So yeah, I mean, I I would fucking love to go see another one of those in theater. Well, you know what? I hope they do. Poster that it's the jackass symbol with Ryan Dunn's beard and hair over, it, and it says we're not done yet with D U N N. And I was like. I don't know if that's like messed up. It's or kind not, of in poor taste, a little bit. Maybe, well, I mean, if it, it was literally from their official uh, Facebook yeah. page too, though. And then I watched an interview with Bam Margera that was done like a couple months ago, where he was promoting a documentary he made about himself called "I Need Time to Be Useless," where like it's literally about 
there's also like something no one ever talks about, like that guy BJ Novak, which I don't think if you guys saw him, you'd know who he is. But like he also was like a huge heroin addict, mm-hmm. and like right when Ryan Dunn died, he relapsed, and that like that's one of his other high or his high school like elementary best friends. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of the other people also had problems and all that, so like he just like hit rock bottom and then got like super suicidal and then. Like, now he's finally coming out of it, like, three years later. When like, that guy died, like, and that hit ho- close to home, too, because it's, like, if you think about he's it, He's also like, my favorite characters, or not characters. Yeah, he, he was my favorite guy yeah. on Jackass. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people would say that, too. Because he's the most grounded person. Was like, this is stupid. But it yeah. was also like, just, like, you're... Because, like you said, he was friends with Bam Margera, like, since they were kids, and it's, they like... They were posting pictures, like, of them in the documentary they did, like, the... Right when he died, they did, like, a, um, a memorial, like, thing on MTV, and, like, there's pictures of them when they're both, like, infants, literally. So it's, like, yeah, that's gotta suck. Mm-hmm. That's like losing your brother. Yeah. Like, literally. That's why, like, I, I was, like, faking uh, being emotional when you posted the thing on Facebook. I was like, oh, like, I don't think I've ever known anyone for... And then here's, I was talking to Trish about that today, too. I was like, it's weird because I've never known anybody for 13 years other than my own family. Like, I have friends that I've known for 20 years, but I don't talk to them every four times a week, five times a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a weird thing for me because, like, Seth, you've known him your whole life. And, like, it, it's like it's nothing when it's, uh, like, oh, there's another year, like... <laughs> But it's weird when you're like, oh, like I know like you and like Nathan and Jacob even too. Jacob like eight years, Bryce like nine years now. Like you, thirteen mm. years, which is just weird to think about because yeah. like thirteen years ago, I was like, I don't really want to go to this. I've school. known Drew for twelve years. Yeah, like you don't really stop thinking. Like, twelve years is a long time. Yeah, twelve years a slave. You know. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Yeah, and I just thought just about starting, that. baby. Yeah, it's only just begun. And then I die. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's, it's oh, only ending. Yeah. And no, then, but yeah, I was like, oh, that's cool to do another one. I I hope it's more like pranks and shit. Like, I don't really want anyone else to die. Well, if you think about it too, like the the most like when you look at like the most popular videos on YouTube are like pranks and fails, and it's like, well, that's just what Jackass is. Like, yeah, it it sounds like pretentious, like but if it wasn't for Jackass and like them making the CKY videos or whatever, like I don't think that we'd have like YouTube fail videos ever. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, someone else would have done it. That's always well. The argument, I mean, America's still. funniest home videos, but that shit was super tame compared to what they do. I think, yeah, but the idea wasn't even trying to get rich. Like, if you ever watch, like, the documentary they did about them starting, they were like, we just had a camera, and, like, uh, we were trying to film skate videos, and in between skate videos, like, let's crash a fucking grocery cart into a bush. <laughs> and that's literally I, how it started. I kind of want to, like, uh, rewatch that show now. Cause yeah, it, it was downloaded. I'm down. I was thinking about, Some like... Of the best shit's actually on the show, too. It's super... It seems super lo-fi compared to the movies, because they have a huge budget. But in the, you're right. In the show, a lot of times, it was just them, like... Doing really simplistic stuff and like just yeah ramming Mostly a, a shopping cart. Like one of the better ones too is like they buy night armor and joust inside of a grocery store, <laughs> which is hilarious. And the guy who's owning it clearly doesn't speak very good English and is just freaking out. Like I don't know how to stop them and I can't. Yeah, and then he's like, the, I'm "There's kill the you. one where he like he fights like a real boxer in like a Seven Eleven. Yeah, and he gets fucked up and he's like, I, he's like, I think I needed to go to hospital." <laughs> Which is how British people he's say like, it, and maybe like, Australians he's too. Talking I don't about know. He's like, looks like Knoxville got a little concussed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man. But um, oh, I was gonna bring up the Mummy is gonna be remade with the uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. I don't know how I feel about Ooh. that, but I'm just happy they're doing oh. another one. Well, it makes me wonder if they're gonna do it an action movie. Well, in like the realm of like us having Stranger Things and like Daredevil and all that, I'm like, well, people clearly know how to like make a good movie now or make a good like, oh, let's make something for the fans and like. I think it's just now coming back that everybody loves the mummy. Like I haven't talked yep. to one person and was like, I don't like that. Yeah, movie. I I, am I hate to say that I called it, but I called it. I remember telling you like uh, people are gonna start talking about the mummy soon because that it's like a and movie. I woke up, he's like, hey, hey, <laughs> it's like three in the morning. People are gonna start talking about the mummy. I I mean, honestly, sometimes that's really how it happens. Like someone will fart and like, hey, dude, I was just thinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, well, now that I know you're awake. 
<laughs> so you awake? No. I don't. I just right. feel like that's a movie that that like it's been long enough now that people because like there was a time when like nobody. I mean, people loved Jurassic Park when it came out, and then they stopped talking about it. And then there was a time where it's like, remember Jurassic Park? Like how fucking great that was. And mm-hmm. then when obviously the Jurassic World was like the culmination of that, mm-hmm. where you're like. Oh, that movie was so fucking cool. Or like Independence Day, which like Independence Day is not a flawless movie, but there was a time when everyone's like, I, I remember loving that movie in like in an ironic way, and then the new one came out, and I was like, well, that sucked. Yeah. What a fucking bummer. Let me all was. learn. I just think I love Will Smith. Yeah, I think yeah. it had a lot more to do with Will Smith than we remember. Welcome Big Willie style. Also, Men in Black, I feel like maybe is something that'll come back because I. Well, I, aren't they doing the Men in Black in twenty one? Yeah. Oh wait, did we talk about this in the last one? I we did a little idea. bit. We glossed over. it. I'm fucking excited for that because I though I like Jordan all. Doesn't th- know he looks confused. All three of those not, movies. Uh, yeah. They're oh. doing a twenty one Jump Street crossover with Men in Black for the next one. How is that gonna work? It's like they they, they get promoted again to yeah to, to work with the Men in Black now. Uh, no also, fucking way. Yeah. That sounds oh, awesome. Yeah, that's that's what I'm weird. saying. That sounds fucking amazing. Uh, we, me and Robin. Bryce, I'll show you after we're done. I was going to say, he has to watch that trailer, dude. It's a movie with Ice Cube and Charlie Day. And what, what's it called? Fist Fight? It's called Fist Fight. And like the opening of the trailer is I'm like Ice Cube sold. looking at... Uh, no, they're high school teachers. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> and he wants to fight him Ice Cube's school. like, I'm going to whoop your ass at 3 o'clock. And he's like, we're teachers. We don't fight. He's like, I want everyone to see it. <laughs> it looks really good. It looks real funny, yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. and I'm, I was kind of surprised that you remembered that movie. Like, Willie even pointed out, he's like, oh, it's kind of like 3 o'clock high, which is this amazing fucking it's 80s high school comedy. It's weird because but everybody knows about the premise. Be- it's almost like Because it gets uh, referenced Rashomon. all the time. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's um. <clears throat> there's a family guy that's about that, too, where, where uh, Meg, there's like a bully who wants to beat up Meg, and she like... Tries South to, Park is another I've one. I've seen that one. Yeah, it, that, that's, but there's something else, too. That was With like Cartman, a, and he's making fun of breast cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the same thing, too. Wasn't there a really f- another Distant famous memory. thing where they did that, too, where it was like they ripped off that movie? Uh, like another movie movie? Like a, like a TV show, like a cartoon show or something that we used to watch? All of them, probably. I feel like maybe, I think Doug had, no, there were, okay, there was an episode of Doug where, remember, Roger per, Percy Femur, uh, Mr. Bone, which if you think about it, Mr. Bone, and his, his nephew's name is Femur, uh, yeah, was like a like a new bully that was like uh, bullying uh, Roger. Remember that? Yeah, and remember like, that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and then on uh, Hey Arnold, uh, the fat kid Harold that also happens with like a fourth or fifth grader. Does that? Yeah, Re- wait, he tries Recess to, is another one. There, he tried to. I forget. He tried to hire that guy Wolfgang or whatever. To, remember that? Because they all had weird names. Yeah, that's actually the episode where he learns karate. We just talked about. That's another one where he's like, I'm gonna beat you up, and he learns karate. And he, like again, SpongeBob's another one too, where like they're learning karate or whatever, and he just starts karate chopping everything. <laughs> Fuck, man. Anyway, that movie looks good. We should watch that trailer. Yeah. Later. Uh, we should, I, yes, you know, what yes, be, yes. I wish we could have like a a thing where we on. just watch trailers and just talk about the trailers. Let's do that. Like live stream us watching trailers or something. Well, I just saw the trailer for that new Chris Pratt, Jennifer Lawrence movie. How do you feel about that? Because it, it looks kind of weird. It looks disappointing. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you know the whole story behind it. It's this movie called Passengers that I think 10 years ago was on the blacklist, which is this uh, this list that the this guy started uh, for like the it's the top unproduced um, film scripts of the year. Uh-huh. And it was 10 years ago. It was a, like a, so it's basically like, oh, here's an amazing script. It's just not a movie yet. Right. And then uh it took him that long to fucking make this movie, and it was, I guess, like, one of those that had a lot of false starts where it had a bunch of different people attached to it. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, you figure Chris Pat and, uh, and J-Law, right, are, like, mm-hmm. the, are pretty popular, so it's, right. like, oh, this is going to be a big deal. And then, yeah, that trailer dropped, and I was, like, oh, man, all that hype, and that kind of looks lame. Like, it kind of... It looks like, um, what's that one movie where they, uh, they have to restart the sun again? Oh, Sunshine? Yeah. Yeah. It kind of looks like that. 
I like that movie. That movie's actually pretty good. What is this movie supposed to be about? I say, I know, I've never heard it's of it. It's there, which also, okay, the plot, I don't know, do you remember Animorphs? Yes. I used to read those books, and then, like, she also had a book series called The Remnants, where it was about an asteroid hits Earth, and then um, all these people get in a spaceship to go to, like, another, to find a, a hospitable planet, and then, like, this, all the kids wake up, and all, like, their parents died in the, the cryostasis thing, because, like, they it's all have, old. like, these weird molds on them and shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, only, it's only kids survived, and there's, like, only, like, uh, 20 of them or something, and then they, they <laughs> crash land on this planet that's uh, habitable, and then they... Uh, that uh, one book. What is it? Lord of the Lord of the Flies, but in space? Kind of, yeah, yeah, kind of. And it's, but, um, so... This trailer is a lot like that, where it's like uh, Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence are like on a ship going to like a new planet or something, and he, I from what I understand, something goes wrong in the ship, and he wakes up, and then he wakes her up or something. And no, then I like, think they both wake up on separate. It's like literally a romance movie, too. So yeah, it's weird. Uh, I'm good. Yeah, I don't know. But also, that, sh- that book series, The Remnants, I-, I-, I keep thinking like, that should be something that they make into a movie or like a TV show, like on Netflix. That would be fucking rad. Yeah, that sounds cool. Well, just from what you just well, doesn't that almost sounds like that one show, the the one hundred? The hundred, yeah. Yeah, my Which dad is, loves that show. Yeah. Bullshit. That and um, Bullshit. I also think the Animorphs would be fucking cool if they made either a movie series. I love the meme of Frank turning into like a yeah, because dude, like that. that book what had if they some did a shit in it. what if they did like a remake, like an Animorphs movie, too. but did like Goosebumps, like about know. the like about the author? No, I how mean would they like do uh, that? I don't even know. I don't even know how they would do that because there's so many stories. I'm excited for the Jumanji remake. It has a lot of cool people in it. The I don't Rock? know, dude. The Rock. Dude? Oh, that's that's the thing I was gonna say. Jumanji is another movie that I feel when, like since is when a perfect is The Rock. Movie. Like he's like the official remake guy because he's remaking Baywatch. Big he's remaking Big Trouble in China. Now they're doing Jumanji. It's like he's how is he in everything? Yeah. I mean, I love The Rock. Don't get me wrong. He's a cool guy. But also, Ballers is actually a really good show. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Isn't there somebody else famous on that show, dude? What's up? I was just saying, yeah, I know somebody else on that show because he was on Harmontown yeah. talking about He's it. He's the bald guy from the Escape from Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay or whatever. Like the racist white guy. That's the, weird yes. that that's what you go to. I feel like he's been in so many other things. That well, would be The more. Daily Show with Jon Stewart. Uh, the bald guy? Balls out. Wait. Wasn't he in... Um, that's like his one of my favorite roles with him in it, though, because he's fucking hilarious. Wasn't he in Hot Tub Time Machine, too? Yeah. Oh. He's the guy that invents... Uh, it's, it, well, he changes Google to, like... Dougal or something like that. Like his name's Doug or something. <laughs> and then uh, he also like is the lead singer of um, Motley Crue or something like that too. Yeah. Like he makes himself the lead singer of that band. Which I mean, like, why not? But uh, should we talk about Drive real quick? Is that, on the newest episode of Kind of Funny, they were talking about art house movies and all that. And they're like, Drive is like, it's really good because it's just an easy movie to watch and all that. There's not really any story. And like, I got super mad because... It's like that movie does have story, and like it's also like one of the best movies to come out in like the past decade easily. And um, they're like, yeah, it's got the the soundtrack by Kavinsky, and like they, I mean, like I love kind of funny, but it's like, dude, uh, no, the soundtrack was done by Johnny Johnny Jewel from the Chromatics in uh, college, and then he was also uh, Cliff Martinez came in at the last second because the other guy got fired or d- didn't want to do it, and then he did the score for the movie. So it's like. You got that wrong, and not to mention that movie is full of story. Like it's a not even really about Ryan Gosling; it's about everybody else in the movie and how like he affects their lives by coming into their lives. Yeah. Like I was telling Jacob, is like it's almost like he's chaos. Like wherever he goes, or he immediately it's like, oh, I'm falling in love with this chick, and her boyfriend comes back. He gets her boyfriend killed, or her husband, or whoever, and then he gets Brian Cranston killed because Brian Cranston, because of him, was like, I'm gonna do a deal with the mafia, and then it goes bad, and then 
the mafia deal goes bad because he tries to help uh, that chick's uh, ex-husband out, and he gets killed, and then he winds up with the money and all that. He's like, I have something you want. And then, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the idea is, like, he comes into everything and ruins it, and it's just, like, it's more about everybody else than him, and, like, it's just his perspective. And that's, like, why it's a great movie, not to mention the soundtrack, the visuals or whatever. Like, we watched the Every Frame of Painting where it talks about the quadrant system where the scene where they first walk into the um, the hallway or whatever, she's in the upper left quadrant and she takes up the left side of the camera and he's in the right. And he, when you're watching it, there's two different stories happening in the same uh, aspect, like, of the camera. And it's like, there, that movie really doesn't have any faults, I don't think. There's actually, if you watch... Um the uh, Chris Stuckman actually did a, a pretty like astute yeah after uh, you watched other people video about explaining like the like the messages or whatever in that movie, which I mean that I don't really like I felt like when I remember when I saw that like he made that I was like well, do you really need to be explained what that movie's about it's not like that it's not high tier yeah but I mean he does a good job of of telling you like the basics of like here's what this movie's about so uh, the, yeah the fact that they're trying to say that it doesn't have a story like. I mean, there's so much. It's you look at um, Brian Cranston's character, or um, like Ron Perlman's character too, and and uh, I can't remember any other names. Which maybe that's a bad sign, but it's like the oh, that one guy's a really famous actor. I can't even remember Al, his name. Uh, Albert uh, Brooks. Albert Brooks. But yeah. all of their characters are they're they are they all have like a history to them, but they're not they're not they're not the main not the main. It's character. all alluded to, which is awesome. yeah. It's it, that's what I'm saying. Like you, they don't tell you like oh this guy's a mobster or like and you can kind of tell like Brian Cranston's character was like in with Albert Brooks and his, his yeah. crew, and then basically something went bad, and he's like, look, I'm not going to kill you because we're basically brothers or whatever, but you need to leave, and then so he does and starts his own auto shop, and he comes back and he's like. Hey, I have this deal for you, or whatever. Which is why he's kind of like, I'm not gonna. I can actually name all the characters in that movie too. You have uh, Oscar Isaac, you got Ryan Gosling, Carrie Mulligan. Oscar Isaac Al- is another character, like Albert and Brooks, the, the girl and Ron her Perlman. son too. Like, it's essentially what's happening is there's like two different movies going on at once because you have like the mafia betrayal movie going with all the older characters, and then all of the younger characters are like the ones that are are trying to like pull off these heists and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just I don't know. And the, even Christina Hendricks' character too. Yeah, like, every uh, I was just saying there. It's it's interesting. I, I never really thought about it, but all, pretty much all of the characters in that movie are really well fleshed out because it's everything like you said is alluded to. But there's like a whole other, and like none of that's really s- important to the to the main uh, narrative, which is the that guy like it's all sweetener if you think about it. It's like that. It's just like Ryan Gosling dealing with like all of this shit happening and being like, oh, just I'll never escape this lifestyle. If yeah, I keep like doing it's this. almost like wherever he goes, there's gonna be a fucking problem. Yeah, and I, that's there again. Like he, which there's also a, I want to point out when he first walks into his apartment, which I've never seen on. I've never actually watched a um, other than our every frame of painting. It's just something I noticed like the last time I watched it, which is probably the twentieth. Honestly, I, I can watch that movie every day. Um, I watch it like once or twice a when year. You walk, I mean, when it shows his apartment, his apartment's pretty much empty. He has like yeah. a bag. He's working on his carburetor. Yeah, I was saying so it's like he's, he's like ready to get up and go. Like if shit goes bad, which it does. So, not to mention like he's always alone. Like he like prefers being alone. Like that scene is so good where he's in the coffee shop and he's mad after he just um, the deal went bad or whatever. You uh-huh. know what I'm talking about? And then the guy's like, "Hey man, I recognize you. You're the stunt guy." Like. Super intense, well acted, and all that. Like, one thing they did bring up too is like that movie really put Ryan Gosling on the map as like a decent actor because before that he was only known for like Young Hercules and like The Notebook and uh, Goosebumps. If, if you he's definitely that. and he makes like really weird and interesting choices sometimes too, which I, I did that movie I like. come out before uh, 
It was 2009. What's that one movie where he's like a, a stunt rider on that motorcycle? Oh, that, that was, was after. 2013. But that that's also a fucking great movie that also happens Beyond to be the, about a guy who's like finds? a stunt guy that steals yeah, money. That's kind of weird. That's it's like it's weird how similar the plot yeah, like his character to the like talking about the uh, drive and it it just remind like everything mm-hmm. you were saying. We should rewatch that. That's a good movie. I watched it like a year ago and I was like, this is fuck. It still holds up. Even like the when it breaks off to the other characters, like, it's uh-huh. still good. Like, yeah. um, obviously, like they, they honestly should have like maybe put it in a different like show the kids first, then the uh, other guy, and then him or something like that. Because Ryan Gosling parts is easily is, is easily yeah. That the best. those all the reviews of the times were, were just like it's a it's a great movie, but it just drops off when he dies because you're more interested in what's going on with him. Oh yeah. But even um, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, and then fucking what's the one guy? Um, Ray Liotta's in it, and he's really good in that part too. Even the kids, the kids from the kids um, were really good too. Both of them are famous actors now. Though they were from uh, what's the movie that's like Akira? That uh, oh, the camera movie. <laughs> yeah, that movie's underrated. Honestly, I like that movie. Can't remember what's uh, called. What Josh Trank did the. What's the one where the kid like they, they it's like a a found footage movie or whatever they all get superpowers. Chronicle. One of them. Chronicle. Uh, Chronicle. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Which is essentially just Akira, if you think about it. Which is fine. Like we need more of that. Just don't make Akira, uh, which they are. But that's one of those they've been trying to remake. Like since I remember following that. Like since before I was in high school. I think when we do like our actual movie podcast, when funding is right, we should just do a whole episode about Drive because there's. You could talk. I could talk about the soundtrack for uh, an hour. for sure. Yeah, it's definitely. It's also interesting to see how Drive has influenced movies that are coming out now. Yeah, like I honestly, I don't think it follows what I was going to say. I I would argue with that guy if he if he tried to say otherwise. Uh, the Stranger Things as well too. It's definitely influenced by Drive. Like you can't. There, I don't know. And then like Tangerine, that movie that shot on iPhone was obviously influenced by Drive. Mm-hmm. I yeah, just the, like the color uh, hue and all that is definitely. Definitely. Uh, well, just in like the location shooting around in Los Angeles and stuff like would that's you a say big part it's, of it. Uh, driven by drive. Yeah, I would say so that's <laughs> interesting that you bring that up because the guy that wrote the novel that the movie's based on wrote a sequel after the movie came out called Driven. And it's like it doesn't like huh. it's kind of it's it's like um, it's just like a different version of the same kind of story. Essentially, it's not like he like basically I don't know how to explain it, but like. So it's a really good novel, and I wish they would they would make the the sequel because it's just as good as the original. It's mm-hmm. like, and the, there's like a, a kind of a cool twist when you find out like who, why the bad guy wants to kill him in the second one, and it relates to the first movie, where oh, like it's cool. a super minor character. It's I mean, really I'll probably just spoil though, right? it too because you're you're never gonna read the book, and it's they're probably not gonna make a movie. But I'll, essentially, I'll listen to the audio, but. do you remember in 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 Drive the the girl at the hotel and she gets shot? Mm-hmm. Um, or killed somehow. Is that like remember. that dude's girlfriend? That's that's that dude's daughter. And like, so the driver guy like moves to Arizona, um, starts a new life, uh, like works at a new, uh, gets like a new girlfriend and everything, and like works at a new uh, like auto body shop, and then like starts like getting into the crime game again there. And then like this, like people keep trying to find him. Like they, and then eventually that guy shows up and he explains like, oh, that was my daughter and shit. And then he he lives anyway at the end. I think he kills him. It's been a while since I read it, but. The, Does he even try to explain that it wasn't him that shot her? No, <laughs> he just yeah. It, but no it's reason a, to. It, it's a fucking good book, and it, so the the original. I also want to point out in Drive, like that movie gets incredibly violent out of nowhere, and he doesn't really use any guns. Like the the only time he uses a gun is when he steals the really shotgun from now. another guy and aims it at someone else. Like he it never directly has a gun on him. He's he's like I'm just a driver, and like he uses the hammer at one point. Doesn't even really use it, and then. Uh, he doesn't. He, he curb stomps somebody. He doesn't have any weapons, which makes it even cooler, almost. Yeah. So, 
And also, like, they, it's so well shot when he fucking goes off the handle every time. Like, uh, like I said, the scene where he's in the coffee shop, you could tell there's like a, it's like a foreshadowing of what's going to happen in the elevator and all that. So, and you could even say the elevator scene happens because he's like, well, this guy's going to kill you, but also he kisses her and realizes that they can't actually be together. So he fucking freaks out and curb stomps that guy. So much so, like, the sound effect is fucking disgusting because he's like stomping, and then all of a sudden you're like, <laughs> like the, yep. the skull cracking. Oh, fuck. I love that movie. Not to mention, can we say like that movie has one of the best openings like of any movie ever? Mm-hmm. Like the first ten minutes is like the most solid like soundtrack because uh, it has "Tick of the Clock" by the Chromatics or whatever, which is a killer song. Um, and then once like the the coolest shot in that movie is the opening shot when it says "Drive" or whatever, and it pans up and you see the Staples Center, the Nokia Stadium or whatever for the the amphitheater and all that, and it starts panning over and all that, and then it just shows him driving. It's like fuck, that's that's rad. Yeah. That's what I want to see in a movie. Not to mention that movie kind of like it's masturbatory in the sense that like the Nicholas winning ref and knows he knows how to make a really cool scene. So there's just scenes of him driving around like in the LA river and all that. And it's playing like a real human being and all that. And it's like, yeah. it doesn't add anything to the story, but it definitely adds something to the, the movie. If mm-hmm. that makes sense, which, uh, I don't know that like, that's probably my favorite part of the movie. Cause it's like, I want to do that. Yeah. And then you realize that like, there's no way to get a car down the LA river. <laughs> but, uh, what are you, what are you looking up there? Um, I wanted to buy the books because I, I have the second one, but I don't have the first one and I want to reread it now. So, I'm, so put it on your wish list. I'll buy for your birthday. Nice. It's, it's $14 new. So if you want to just start a Rob's B day wish list, I know you have a huge one, but like put the specifics of what huge you want. One. Hey. How, uh, what, what time are we at on the, uh, hour and 30, one? which is good. I was going to say, cause, uh, I think I might be talked out. Like it's been that long. It certainly does. You came in at 20 minutes. <laughs> Um, at least from what I remember. But anyway, like we, me and you talked about it. We what? What? Vape it up. Oh yeah. I was gonna say uh, we should do a shout out to that Vape Nation video. That shit was fucking hilarious. <laughs> well, I was gonna say uh, we should start probably one. I'm gonna have I'm gonna see if Jack will do it. I don't know if he'll do it or I'll have maybe pay someone to do Jack it because he he makes Jack is working on uh, from Australia, Tiger Phonics and all that shout outs. He's the bro. Uh, He's working like working on hip hop music. I'm like, I would like to have an I- outro, and then I was like, oh, maybe yeah. we can do like a hip hop outro or something. That would be sick. Because fun fact, when I interestingly enough, when I told Sean, uh, who I could ask him if he wants me to put like his info out there, if he wants someone else to pay him to do stuff, but um, I was like, hey, can you make like an opening theme? I kind of just want like a drive sounding, like very synth synthy and all that, and then that's what he came up with, and I was like, this is great. So, uh. I don't know. I'm going to try and get like a pretty chill hip hop outro. I don't know. Maybe I'll make one. Fuck around with it. But anyway, you know, uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Rate us. That'll help us out. If anyone's listening that uses iTunes, SoundCloud, subscribe to us. uh, Reshare the track. Like it. All that kind of shit. Yeah, boy. What's up? Yeah, boy. There you go. We should attempt to do a longest yeah boy ever. Yeah boy. No, I'll just put yeah boy and then I'll just extend that. it via the computer for three hours and like it's the record. You gotta do it right, dude. I can't I can't do it. <laughs> Long yeah boy for ten hours. <laughs> I don't know. It's it feels weird though because we're like we, maybe we should do an intro like welcome to Best Bros, but it's like it feels so yeah. forced and it's one of those things where it's like maybe we'll just do an outro where we're like oh, you know. I definitely don't want to start now. You know what I'm saying? Like not not sixty episodes in. <laughs> Maybe once we get a following, because like once you get like a little bit of a following, I mean we have one now, but I'm talking like thousands, uh, where you can be like, because they're gonna if you have a thousand people, one of the, maybe ten of those people are like, I'll recommend this to my friend who also likes the same shit I like, and then you know what I mean? It'll be easier. Yeah, it's a pyramid scheme. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's an upside down funnel. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that. But anyway, uh, <laughs> have a good night. Do we have a...